was it what you expected or was it worse? I mean, it was worse. I mean, just to actually run the course, I mean, it just seemed like somebody just, you know, my gut was just tore out. I mean, it was just, I took a beating. Yeah. Seriously took a beating. Yeah. I mean, I have never experienced any type of agony and, you know, almost like defeat. I finished it. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. You found the Run the Riot podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a friend of mine, Arnold Begay. Arnold is a very experienced ultra runner uh, here in Tulsa, and you know, when you start talking with someone, you find out how interesting their life has been. Uh, check this out. Until middle school, he grew up on a Navajo reservation in Arizona with no electricity or running water. <laughs> really interesting beginning to his life. And uh, he talks about how that set him up for running. Um, Arnold ran his first ultra 100 miler in 2006, and he's been testing himself ever since. Uh, so far, he's completed 2,900 milers, and he shows no signs of stopping. This year, he's going to be attempting his second finish at the infamous Badwater 135. Really good conversation. Really interesting. Arnold's a great guy, well-respected, and uh, he's always at races, whether he's running or taking pictures or just hanging out. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that just embodies what ultra running's all about. Well, before we get started with uh, our, my good conversation with Arnold, uh, we need to thank our sponsors. The first is the Screaming Monkey. The Screaming Monkey 100 is November 6th. You know you're signing up for races right now. You're planning things out. This is November 6th. It's in North Louisiana. Uh, It's located on the Monkey Trails. It's a mountain bike course near Shreveport. And there's 11 miles of challenging hilly and technical single track. And they've also included another four and a half miles of perimeter logging road and pavement. It makes it a 15.5 mile loop. They have distances all the way from a 10K to 100 miles. Now, here's what makes it interesting. Um, It's nestled between an abandoned prison, a veteran cemetery, and a national chimpanzee sanctuary. That's I don't know if you can find another race like that anywhere. Uh, you can hear the chimps caterwauling during the race. That'll freak you out at three o'clock in the morning when you're death marching. Uh, you can listen to the bells uh, at the cemetery and you run through the shadows of an abandoned guard tower. Really interesting, really cool. The Screaming One Hunt, uh, the Screaming Monkey 100 can be found on ultrasignup.com and the listeners of this show can get the only discount available for this race. If you use the code on ultrasignup.com, run the riot one, two, three, that's R U N T H E R I O T one, two, three. You can get a 10% discount off of your entry. Check that out. How cool is that? And we're also brought to you by Runner's World Tulsa. If you're in the Tulsa area, you need some shoes, you need some packs, you need some some nutrition, you need anything to do with running, go to Runner's World Tulsa. Uh, you can find them at www.runnersworldtulsa.com. Um, and they are great folks out there. They even have a treadmill with an altitude tent over it that you can run in. Um, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, check out Runner's World Tulsa. And we are also brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. It's a 
bunch of amazing races here in Oklahoma and in South Kansas. You need to check it out. The Flat Rock Triple Crown in Independence, Kansas in January, April, and September. Man, I just got on that course. You've, you've heard my recent uh, midweek motivation where I talk about it. Man, I love that course. Beautiful. Uh, also, the Lake McMurtry run in Stillwater in April and the Flower Moon that's coming up. In Pawhuska in May, here in May, the Dark and Dirty in Wilburton in July, the Thunderbird in Norman in November, and the Outlaw 100, the flagship race of this race series, is coming up in February. There's a 135, yes, a 135 miler, 100 miler, 50 mile, marathon, half marathon, and 5K. These are all great trail runs put on by great people. Hey, you, I know you're looking on your schedule right now trying to figure out what you're going to sign up for. Uh, sign up for these races before they sell out, which many of them have been doing. So uh, you guys check those out. Um, also, if you guys, you know, and some of you guys have been doing this. This is great. Whatever you listen to the podcast on, man, if you could leave a rating, if you can rate the podcast, and if you can just leave a few words about what you like about the podcast, man, that helps out big time. Uh, it helps other people to be able to see it. And, um, you know, it helps with sponsors and all that stuff, man. If, if you appreciate the podcast, uh, please leave a rating if you can. And thank you for those of you who have, I read them all. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's an encouragement. I, it helps me to see what you guys like about the podcast, you know, so I can focus on those things. Also, uh, if you would like to partner with the podcast as a Patreon supporter, what Patreon is, is basically, if you like content, uh, you can throw, you know, a couple bucks a month or, or something toward that content that you listen to for basically for free. And if enough people do it, 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 it adds up, you know? And so for those of you who are Patreon supporters, man, I thank you. I appreciate it. It means so much to me. It warms my heart. I'm serious. When I get a notification that somebody has, has decided to become a partner with the podcast, man, I love it. I just, I love that. And so thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate Appreciate it. All right. Well, I think that is all for the beginning of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's let's visit with Arnold Begay. Today on the podcast, we got a uh, a fellow Oklahoma, well, I guess I'm not really an Oklahoman, but I'm, I'm an Oklahoman now, I guess. But uh, uh, Arnold Begay, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hello, hello. Well, welcome. Glad to be here. Well, glad to have you, man. And um, to give, give you a little introduction, I when I moved here to Oklahoma, you know, I'm kind of feeling out, learning people, meeting people. And there's this guy I started seeing everywhere. Sometimes he was running races. Sometimes he was taking pictures pictures sometimes he's just cheering people on and that was you man you, you're like everywhere yeah that's you know I, I really enjoy these races I've been involved with these races locally for probably you know since uh, 2006 2005 somewhere around there that's really when I really got into the ultra scene so. oh. Okay. Well, and and I um, I started doing you know after after I saw you and we became friends on on social media and I I started looking at like your ultra sign up and stuff and I was like man he's Arnold's done some races man he's, he's yeah you know like I said it, it's from 2006 that's when I really got involved in it and I did a few hundred milers here and there you know that that was my thing you know I was like I never really intended to. Um, start building up you know my resume in 100 milers but 
uh, I just wanted to do one, and I was like, okay, that's that's enough. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> no, I got the bug. <laughs> well, I think I messaged you one time because uh, I just noticed like you don't post a whole. I mean, you post pictures and stuff like that, but like you don't post like, hey, I'm training for this. I'm doing this a whole lot. Like Arnold's like out. He's do, just low key doing 100 miles this weekend, and then you know, right. a little while later, you're doing one somewhere else, and just kind of, I'm just, I just noticed it. You know, like Arnold just killing it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's that's uh, I like. And, you know, especially I really like enjoyed as the smaller races. And uh, I don't know something about um, I don't I don't really do like the Boston marathons, you know, the yeah. huge things, yeah. uh, events, things like that. So and, and even like even the, the huge ultras like Western states, I don't put my name in the hat. Mm. It's just because it's very popular other than, you know, there's a couple of them that I did. But. Um, most of them, I try to stick with the smaller races. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 rewind a little bit, and we'll we'll get into because okay. because I, I got like I said, I got your ultra sign up here, and we're gonna I want to you know pick your brain on some races. But before yeah. that, so uh, let's talk a little bit about just just who you are and and sure. and you know where are you from originally? Um, I'm originally from Arizona, okay. um, way up on the Navajo Reservation. It's um, Originally from a little community called Lukachukai, Arizona. We're way up in the northeast corner, and it's like a middle of nowhere in a kind of way. (laughs) Wow. Wait, what's the name of the place again? It's called Lukachukai. Okay, I'm not even going to try it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How do you spell that, man? It's L-U-K-A-C-H-U-K-A-I. Okay. All right. So in Arizona, Navajo Reservation. Navajo Reservation. I grew up, I mean, of course, you know, I was born there. Um, I went to, you know, of course, grade school. Um, I left the area somewhere after sixth grade. Okay. And moved to Oklahoma. Okay. Well, well. From from what you can remember, I mean, well, sixth grade, you you probably remember a good bit uh, there. What, what was it like growing up on a on a reservation? It was, uh, of course, you know, when you're um, a small kid, you know, you just go with the flow. You just go with what's in front of you, and then you know, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed it at the time because you know, you know, we did uh, so many things. Of course. Back then, there was like, you know, there no internet, no, we actually didn't have a TV, we didn't have electricity, we don't have, we'd never had running water. Come so on. it was, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was one of those, like right now, look back on it, and it's like really kind of compared to a third world country huh. down there. So, I mean, in a kind of way, it still is because people still haul water. There's not a whole lot of areas, houses actually, that uh, have running water. So, wow. So, how old are are you? I am 58 now. Okay, okay. So, you got a few years on me. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm getting up there. But that that wasn't, you know, that wasn't that long ago, you know, to to say that you didn't have all those things. And so, so, um, Looking back, I mean, because I think about, mm-hmm. I think about just my mindset now as I'm getting older, like wanting simplicity. I love, I love being out in the mountains. I love being in those conditions, right. man. When you know, just out where there's nothing. It's, it's just simple, you know. It's simple. It, it is, and you know, it's it's kind of funny. I, I think back on it, and I, you know, do a lot of thinking about it, and it kind of having all almost like really nothing. It. it 
kind of prepared me <clears throat> in, uh, in a kind of way that, wow, you know, if I really don't have anything here, I can go back on that lifestyle and I know I'll survive. Because, you know, it is, it is kind of an, a time when I learn things, you know, as a, at a young age. And, and it's kind of, kind of funny, too, because um, what we did as young kids was like we were always outside. We were always, you know, on the go doing things. And a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, we on a Navajo reservation back in the back in those days, people have sheep. They have cattle, they have horses, and it's open range. Okay. So what that means is you have to take care of your livestock basically like uh, all day long, mm. especially the sheep. So we were like <clears throat> sent out and herd sheep. And I think back on it, I'm like, wow, you know, like I didn't know that it was as like a kid, as a kid yeah. being out there and having responsibility like that. And at the same time, I'm like, you know, hey, I didn't know I was ultra, tra- ultra training, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, in a way, that's what it is. You're in, you're under the sun. I mean, this was like at high elevation too, because okay. at the base, you know, we're at minimum six thousand feet. So okay. that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. So is it, is it was it pretty? Uh, and I don't, I'm not too familiar with Arizona. I've only been there a few times, but is is it uh, is it cut with mountainous area of yes it? yeah yeah there's uh the northeast corner there's there's um, a mountain range called the cheska mountains we were like right there at the base okay and um we always you know that was my training ground you know that we would go up there at the peak is like about close to eleven thousand, between okay. about ten thousand feet maybe so it's it's really mountainous area in a kind of way so. yeah did, I mean, as a kid, did you did y'all y'all were up in the mountains a bit? You know? Oh yeah, in, in the summertime, we would basically spend you know two to three months up there. Wow, it was awesome. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. amazing. So you got so like for um, I don't know watering. You never any water watering your 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 sheep and stuff. You just went where the water was. Yeah, we had uh, you know there were certain areas that had. Uh, actually windmills that okay. pump water you know yeah. so into these uh, troughs and things like that so we would that's one of the things like we had to uh, take the sheep or even sometimes cattle to these uh, water holes you know and uh, like I said if at the time there were other uh, people in the area that that had livestock like that right. so that's one of the reasons because you got to keep them separated gotcha so Oh wow! So, uh, what about did, did you guys do um, you know have uh, like any kind of crops or anything like that or? or oh or? yeah, we did like close to the mountain. Uh, man, that uh, we would have like a big cornfield, you know, and then some places uh, grow potatoes. Gotcha. So, and so yeah, we we had some. Um, uh, vegetable gardens and things like that. So. Were you aware that there's a big world out there and a lot of people had to, you know, live differently? No, that's the thing, you know, it is kind of funny. It's like, yeah, okay, so I go to school and, you know, hanging around and and uh, we were always talking Navajo all the time and English was basically, I mean, we did go to school. We, You know, our teachers, everybody talked English, but we never, among us, never spoke hardly any English so we were always talking Navajo so I'm you know I'm fluent in Navajo but the, you know I never thought 
we would like every now and then go off the reservation. It was kind of like a, wow, you know, it's like this is a different world out there. But it wasn't until I left after sixth grade, you know, being away for at least six months, it was like a culture shock. I mean, it was like totally different world. Yeah. So when you moved here to Oklahoma, did you move to a nor- I, I say normal, a more modern, you know? Oh yeah, living I mean, in school. Like, so did, you did school on on the reservation before, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah. So your world was boom. Oh yeah. Was, I mean, it was like uh, you know, a totally different. Everything was new. Everything was. I mean, especially coming to Oklahoma, it was just like you know, in the summer, like right now, everything's turning green. I mean, it yeah, was yeah. this. Everything was totally different. It was like night and day. What was but, the? What what made your family move? Oh, well, actually, I did. You know, my family stayed down there. Okay. So I had a couple of brothers that lived here. So they, and. Um, Long story short, it's just one of those uh, associations, you know, like, you know, they're up here. I wanted to come out here and kind of, okay, look for uh, better schools and, you know, maybe uh, eventually, you know, build something. So, and and that was, that was a good move. And um, my parents, you know, they approved of it, so... Wow. So you came in, you lived with your with your brothers. Yes. And, yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. So t- I, I I know this is an ultra running podcast, but this is this is so this is fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, and I want to I have a parallel with my family, my you know um, South Louisiana family that I'll share uh-huh. with you in a second. But your first day in regu- in school in Oklahoma. What was that like, man? Oh, wow. <laughs> I started here, you know, in seventh grade in uh, a town west of here is Cleveland, Oklahoma. Okay, I've heard of it. So, yeah, and uh, I started middle school there. Back, of course, they call it middle school. And uh, it was, okay, I'll go in here, and there were so many kids that I'm like, wow, I am scared. You know, I was like, yeah. I, was, I was really scared. I mean, it's not because that, you know, um, that people would, you know, like, come at me. But it's just being totally, it, it just seemed like I was isolated just yeah. because everybody was new. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So, so that was just like, you know, being in a, a different world. Yeah. But eventually, you know, I, you know, I got to know the kids. I mean, it was a... It was great, actually. After a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, there's, and, and so you're. I mean, your your mother and father were Navajo. You're you're 100 percent, right. yes, Navajo. Okay, yeah. right. So, because there's one of the things when you know moving here to Oklahoma, you know, there's so much. Even my my wife's part Indian, and you know, you start mm-hmm. realizing, you start you see it, you know, right. And so how how much did you stand out from you know from the from everybody else? Well, um, or did you just I, feel I, like you stood out a lot? You know, no, actually, I didn't. I mean, Cleveland was an area. Uh, of course, you know, there's, there's, you know, several uh, natives in the area, but for some reason, I mean, Cleveland did not have a whole lot of natives in the class, or you know, uh, it was uh, mostly, I guess, Caucasian, if you want to call it that. Okay. And, and so, but it, uh, I didn't feel. I mean, I didn't think along that line. Yeah. You know, I didn't think like, okay, he's different, she's different, whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, that didn't bother me. It's just the diff, the, the way, you know, being 
put in a different society or whatever you want to call it atmosphere yeah. <clears throat> that was one of the things that just kind of stood out and I'm like wow yeah I mean I'm here I'm like what do I do <laughs> it, it took me at least six months yeah to get adjusted and to really feel like okay I I belong here you know yeah it's so, what's well, just culture shock it, it was. You know? I mean, I almost, as a matter of fact, I almost at six months, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to go back to the reservation. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's that's how I felt. I was like weird. Now you you said you you, you knew English, but you you primarily spoke Navajo before, right? Did uh, I'm I, I'm I'm assuming you had to you know work on your English more? Or, I mean, oh you, yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it took me a long time to just uh, you know. Uh, speak English on a regular basis. Yeah. So start thinking in English instead. Y- yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny, you know, like, you know, I, again, the first, my first six months, you know, I basically almost failed English. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I don't you gotta know. You got to write it. You got to know how to write a sentence, you know, yeah. much less talk, talk. So, but it was kind of funny. So, but eventually I caught on, you know, just had to, you know, it was either sink or swim. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the parallel I wanted to tell you about that, that I think is kind of neat. So, you know, in South Louisiana there, you know, I'm uh, Cajun, my dad's uh, Cajun uh-huh. and, and that's Cajun is kind of, it, it came from Acadian. Our, our, I say my people, my, they were exiled from Nova Scotia right. and they came and settled in South Louisiana. Well, my great grandmother, um, only spoke French. She didn't know English. She, she was a mm-hmm. gotro. And my grandmother knew French as much as English. And so I grew up with, you know, the, the my aunts and uncles, they were all sitting around the table and they'd speak French, Cajun right. French to each other. And so, um, and they would tell stories about when they were younger and they were in school and they, when they would speak French, they, they would get punished or get whipped if they spoke French. They'd make them speak right. English. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of, um, I don't know. That's it. Made me think of that. You know, they had to learn to, to speak English, and like yeah. I said, my grand, my great grandmother never never learned much. English. Well, it's kind of funny that you said that. I mean, if back in the um, it, probably in, maybe one generation before I was um, on the reservation, it was kind of like that. Yeah. Because nobody really wanted to uh, just come out and just speak English because if you speak the Navajo language and then uh, the teacher or whoever it was that was in charge if you spoke that then you kind of got in trouble you know because you're not speaking English in, in class yeah so that was kind of a uh, also kind of an eye-opener you know so yeah wow so um, I, don't, I, I have no idea what the what the Navajo uh, what the language sounds like I don't know what, what's I'm trying to think of some, I don't want to put you on the spot but you, you, you're easy going so like how do you say like uh, running or something in, in, in Navajo uh, running is like well the, the, the language is kind of it's not basically equivalent to what you know let's just say uh, a word let's just say run right you know um, in Navajo there would be the most the way the, the language is it's more or less kind of descriptive Okay. So yeah. it's not like that's, um, let's just say, for instance, running. Uh, it could be one or two different versions of it. You know, you could be saying, which means you run. Okay. Or, which means you're also running. Okay. So, see, it's like, you yeah. know, um, 
two or three different versions, but it, it all refers back to some running. So yeah. kind of like the circumstance of the running yeah. or how you would, okay. Yeah. Huh. So, you know, that that's the thing. So it, there's just kind of different variation, but at the same time, it's mostly descriptive. Okay. So that's that's how, that's the difference between, you know, there's not an equal, like, okay. whatever. Yeah. So, it's not a word. It's but not, then there are some, let's say, for, for instance, like an apple, you uh-huh. know, there is one word for that. Okay. So... But then, you know, like any kind of other, like a verb or something. Yeah. Then there's not one. Gotcha. It could be like a, almost like a whole sentence for that one word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. So, so you um, you went from okay, uh, growing up and you know being in the mountains, and then and then you come to Oklahoma, and and um, you know there's still a lot of rural area in Oklahoma to explore and stuff. But did you? Right. How did your I don't know. How did your summers change? And did you did you do any sports while you were in school? Oh yeah, I mean that was the thing. I mean ever, ever since, as far as I remember, I mean running was always my thing. Okay. Um, back when I was a little kid, and then in, in school, I, I played sports. So, you know, every sport that I that they brought up, I played. You know, football, basketball, track. Uh, we played softball, anything and everything. And and. and when I moved to Oklahoma, um, I, I did basically the same thing. I, you know, they had football, they had basketball. Okay. So I did, and then I ran, you know, some track. So, but it wasn't until high school. Of course, I, I'm, basketball was always my thing. Oh, okay. I always played basketball. Huh. And in any kind of way, the, 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 we call it the res, you know, on the res, the sport is basketball. Huh. You know, we play basketball, you know, anytime in any, it doesn't matter what conditions, we always play basketball. Yeah. So that was the, the thing. So I played basketball a lot. So, okay. So I mean, yeah, in basketball, you're running up and down the court. Oh yeah. So between, exactly. Yeah. Between on the on the res basketball yeah, between that and chasing chasing cattle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then and so you graduated. What you graduated from Cleveland? Yes. Okay. And did you did you go to go to college? Yes, I went to after that. Um, first, well, first I went to uh, T, back then it was TJC. It's TCC now. Okay. Um, after that, then I went to transfer to OSU Stillwater. Okay. So and then I got my um, degree from Stillwater at OSU in mechanical engineering. Okay. So, All right. And then yep. and then where where'd you end up going uh, after that? After you graduated. I stayed around here in Tulsa. Uh, I love Tulsa. It's just one of those uh, places, you know, it's not a very huge town, you know, like, you know, if you compare it to Dallas, Houston, you know, it's like, and it's just not a small town either. So it's just one of those medium-sized towns that's like, man, it has everything. You can pick up anything and every, you know, anytime. So Tulsa's really been a good town to me. Yeah. So I have, you know, I didn't go anywhere other than there was like a couple of years. Uh, I took a, a job in Tennessee, but yeah. I can always come back to Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've enjoyed living in, in the area. It's in kind of the same thing. It's got culture. It's got technology. I mean, technology here right. and just and it's, it's got everything, you know. Um, yeah. And, and <laughs> coming from South Louisiana, one of the things I like is the, the way the, the 
the highway systems laid out. You can you can get across town pretty, you know, rush hour anywhere is kind of crazy, but oh, yeah. but you can get across town like really quick. Like if I want to go to my wife's from Sand Springs, I can get to Sand Springs pretty quick, you know, and just hopping on the highway and yeah, over, yeah, you know? that, that's cool. right. I mean, I've been to like Houston, like I said, Houston, Chicago. I mean, all these big towns. And, you know, I've been stuck in traffic like in, in Phoenix for like, you know, just to get across town. It almost takes like two hours, you yeah. know. Yeah. And and that's even like on a weekend sometime. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't, <laughs> After hours. You know? I don't I don't miss any of that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, not that I, you know. Phoenix is my town too. <laughs> I've been to Phoenix once. I went for a, a conference out there, and, and I went run, and it yeah. was hot. It was it was it was really hot. Oh, it's a good hot though. It's a it's good hot. Too. Yeah, I remember thinking, oh, it's gonna be a dry heat, but it's still hot. It's yeah. Too. As a matter of fact, I'm headed to Phoenix here in a couple of weeks too. Okay, what's going on in Phoenix? Oh, I'm I'm training. Okay, just okay. Nothing but training. Okay, we're, yeah. okay, we're gonna we'll get we'll, we'll get back. To we're gonna that. get there. We're gonna, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't want to. Uh, so, so everybody, just yeah. just we're getting there. All right. <laughs> so, so you uh, and where did you start working when you uh, when you got out of college? What was your first uh, kind of? Um, my my first job was really with a, a mechanical contractor. Okay. Um, you know, you get out of school and you know you have all these. Um, you know, your mind is running, racing like crazy, and you think, well, I've got this degree, I'll probably just, you know, give me a job. It didn't happen for me like that. You know, I went to work for a mechanical contractor back then, and um, I started, you know, I always worked my, everybody that I knew in my family, you know, we were all, you know, our background is uh, blue collar worker, you know, like yeah. we're in the industry and, I've worked my way to, you know, helping them and getting, like, knowing the piping systems and knowing any kind of mechanical system. That was one of the reasons I, you know, my major was always in mechanical engineering. Yeah. So, and I started working for a mechanical contractor, and then eventually I got accepted into another position uh, in a small engineering firm. So it just started rolling, started picking up from there. Eventually, the my main Finally, I got with a company called the Benham Companies, and I worked with them for like uh, close to 13, maybe 15 years. So, yeah. so I had a good good start then. Yeah, and and so what what did you what were you what was your I don't know concentration and what yeah what it, at first uh, I was mostly in the commercial business like uh, office buildings or uh, kind of you know HVAC design okay. things like that. So. And then being here in Oklahoma, you know, there, we know we have refineries, things like that. Mm-hmm. With the Bennett Company, is a multidiscipline engineering outfit. So we eventually, I eventually um, moved over into the industrial sector of the company, which in, involved uh, petrochem and refineries and things like that. Okay. So I got involved with that, that on the, the engineering and design on that. So. I basically, you know, build up my resume on that side. Yeah, so. nice, nice. Well, so so you graduate, you do all, that, and for some reason, looking at your looking at your, your ultra sign up in two thousand and six, you know, you're you're I guess a respectable businessman. You're doing all, and you decide. I'm gonna run 100 miles. So tell me, or I see you did a little bit of running before that. You know, you had a few other other. Well, yes, it, it's kind of interesting the way that that evolved. Okay, 
before that, you know, I've ran marathons. Okay. I always, you know, of course, everybody's goal is to run a marathon. Yeah. You know, like, man, that's the ultimate. It's like, you know, you can't, once you run a marathon, you're at the, you know, the you top. Know. You're the elite, you know. Yeah. You're you're the, the, you know, the best of the best then. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, how it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. So I, I really, I, one year I really trained for a marathon. And, uh, you know, I, I did like three something 330 I don't remember what it was like back in the night early 1980s if not I mean night I mean or 1990s which marathon did you, did it, you this was actually again I focused on that there were there was a marathon in Shiprock New Mexico which okay. is on the res basically and that was my first marathon okay so, and uh, I trained for that so really really hard and that was great <clears throat> so then I do I did a few more marathons after that and uh, you know, marathon after marathon, you know. So, not that I got tired of it. And then I started thinking, like, okay, maybe I'll go a little further. So after that, I saw this. Uh, uh, these two guys were putting on a race from Oklahoma City to Tulsa. I don't know how. I can't remember how in the world I got that information. <laughs> and I'm like. That would be so cool to run the mother road, you know, back. In yeah. And, I, and then I started training for that. I have never ran a 50K or even a 50 miler in between that. Yeah. So I went basically from I'm finishing the marathons to training for a 100-mile race. I mean, that's like crazy. I did the same thing. My first ultra was a hundred miler, man. Yeah. So, so there's not a lot of people. I hadn't talked to a whole lot of people that have done it. So, yeah. So we got the same crazy in us, I guess. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was like the craziest thing I've yeah. ever done. I mean, yeah. and I didn't know, you know, it's like, okay. I just kept thinking, I was like, okay, a hundred miles. How long would that take? You know, like, you know, I, I've never researched anything like yeah. that distance. So. And I'm thinking, well, if I can finish it in three days, I think I'll be in good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50k a day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Sleep, eat, you know. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I sign up for this, the Mother Road 100, and um, you know, go through all my training and things like that. And then uh, I didn't know how, what to what to do actually. Yeah. Um, I had my sister, my uh, my niece, uh, crew me because it was is a road race. You had to have a crew. Yeah, I mean they were they were aid station, but it's, it's on a road race. It's it's best to have a crew. Yeah. So they were my crew. I mean, we were like all did not know exactly what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna run. I'm just gonna run. Yeah, exactly. Thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I started, you know, you know, we get the start line at the Red Barn in Arcadia, Oklahoma. So, so I started running, and uh, you know, first uh, 25 miles, you know, kind of like half marathon. I mean, the the full first marathon. Yeah, I do it like four hours. I'm like, okay, I feel yeah. good. You know, <laughs> like this is a normal marathon time. You know, and then you know. I, after I get to 30 miles, I'm like, holy cow, my legs hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, I got a long way to go. <laughs> and, yeah. I got long, and I started just, not that I panicked, but I was like, okay, kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm like, okay, what do I do? You know, yeah. I mean, do I, do I, you know, 
ask for help or anything like that. So it was like one of those things that I was like, okay, I just got to keep going. I don't care if I walk or whatever. Then I started, you know, eventually reached 50 mile mark. And I I think I got there like in about uh, 10 hours, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I was like, after 50 miles, I, you know, I, I eat something and start moving. And about 55, close to 60 miles, I'm like, wow, you know, it's like starting to be evening time. Like, you know, this is not so bad. <laughs> my legs actually came back. Really? This was like a weirdest thing. I mean, my legs, I started running again. I'm like, wow, I feel so refreshed. And so I started running again, and then I got to probably 75 miles in about uh, 16 hours, I think, something like that. Or no, it was like uh, 14 hours. Okay. So, you know, I was like, wow, you know, this is not too bad. So, I mean, by that time, actually, my legs were really hurting too. My knees were kind of like really, really in pain. Yeah, the road. The road, yes, yeah. So come through Sepulpa through the night, and it was freezing cold. This was, the race was in November. Okay. So it was starting to get really cold. The temperature started to dip down into the 20s, you know, it's like 25, something like that. And I was freezing. So, and um, finished in West Tulsa, and I was really surprised. I finished in 21 hours and 30 some minutes. I don't remember. 21, 26. 21, is what 26. I'm seeing right there. Yeah, yes. look at that. Don't set yourself short, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. My, yeah, my, yeah. I, I might have killed a few yeah. brain cells. So. <laughs> yeah, that was that was like I, you know again. I did not know what my expected finish time was going to be. I yeah. was like. I didn't know what to do. Just moving. Just moving. Yeah. yeah. And I really surprised myself. So what um did what road what roads was 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 it on? This was uh, again, it was all on the old Route 66 okay. mostly. Um, just on the shoulder. On the shoulders. The, I mean, the, actually there's hardly any shoulder on Route okay. 66. Yeah, <laughs> so you're basically dodging traffic, you yeah, know. That's yeah. that's what it was. So it but it was it, I really had a great time running that road so yeah man so you did it and how was your i mean you finished great time you placed 11th overall first 100 yeah and and so like how was your recovery on that how did you feel after i you know the first week i you know i was like you know stiff as a board the next day i I couldn't stand up i couldn't walk i was like where's you know i was like just grabbing anything just to stay upright. Yeah, yeah. So, and the next week, I mean, everything just hit me. My legs, my my legs just swelled up. My feet swelled up. And huh. Everything just swelled up. And so, the, during just during the week, during the week, yeah. yes, I didn't know how to recover. I, yeah. you know, I don't know anything about running ultras. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah, I mean, you know, like knowing what I know now you know you know people you know do salt baths and things like that or massage and things like that I never did that (laughs) I don't know what I was yeah so I suffered you know I was like my legs just swelled up and but then then actually that following weekend was the first route 66 marathon 
and I was pacing the five hour. Come or on, four, four, maybe it could have been the four forty. So you were signed up for you were signed up uh, for pacing. Yeah, after, ah, I can now handle it. <laughs> yeah. So so I went out that Sunday. I went, you know, the, did the pace group. And that really helped. I did not know it, but you know that yeah. that helped me to recover yeah. much quicker. Yeah. So the next, you know, the following week after that, the marathon, the Route 66 marathon. I mean, I was like fine after that. Yeah. So. You you dis, you discovered active recovery. Uh, yes. <laughs> accidentally. Yes. Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> through, through your ignorance, you <laughs> signed up for exactly yeah, pace group. No, that's cool, man. That's, so you know, I guess like. Like all of us, when we do the thing, you know, we do the first. And my feet, my feet really swelled with my first hundred, but it had, they haven't done it since. You and know, that's a strange. People, it never happened again yeah. after that. I mean, that was the only time that it did. I, so yeah. many people I hear that, they, 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 and some people they just never swell up. But like a lot of people, mm-hmm. their first one. I mean, my feet swole up, and then since then it's been, you know, maybe a little, but nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing like nothing, nothing like, like that. Nothing like this. I mean, this is just balloon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just look. I always say it looked like cabbage patch feet because yeah. just like my toes. It's terrible. Yes. Uh, so, but so, you, but you did it. You did good, and you decided like, I kind of like this, huh? All right, I'm going to jump in just for a minute and tell you about an awesome sponsor of our podcast. It is Exoskin. If you go to www.exoskin.us and check their stuff out, they make, I, I love their toe socks. I love, I love all their stuff. Uh, Exoskin is seamless athletic apparel, 100% made in the USA using their patented rapid dry copper materials. Um, man, it's great at reducing friction. The stuff hates moisture uh it also kills odor causing bacteria you've heard me talk about this before how amazing it is after running a race and my shorts don't stink uh exoskin apparel keeps you comfortable in just about any conditions it reduces the risks of chafing and blisters and hot spots um and they've got a full range of apparel they've got socks they've got the toe socks i love the toe socks exo toes they're awesome uh they've got those they've got traditional socks they've got compression arm sleeves and legs sleeves, shorts, tights, shirts, all that stuff. And I want to remind you, I ran a very wet 100 miler wearing their toe socks and I never changed them. I wore them the whole time. I forgot how many creek crossings were, were there during the Love It and my feet stayed happy. It was awesome. Uh, they just launched their short underwear um, that are getting really good reviews. I need to get a pair and try them. They look awesome. Um, awesome to just wear as underwear or even wear underneath your your running shorts however you want to wear them um so you need to check those out um if you go to the website www.xoskin that's the the letter x o s k i n dot u s and you use the code run the riot r u n t h e r i o t you get a 20% discount on your entire order now Every product of theirs is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Wear it for 30 days. If you're not happy with them, they'll give you a refund. You can't you, you, you can't beat that, guys. So try their stuff out. And I'd like to hear if, if you wear Exoskin uh, or if you're going to try it and you try it and you like it, man, I would love to hear it. And make sure you use the code RUNTHERIOT. All right, let's get back to the show with Arnold. You know, at, at first I thought, okay, yeah, this is this. I'm done. One and you know, done. I'm the one and done. I'm like, okay, this is good. Uh, you know, I did a hundred miles. I'll say, okay, I, I did a hundred mile race. You yeah. know, 
And then, you know, I, I, got, I got a little antsy again. So I'm like, okay, let's see what we can do on our second 100-miler, you know. Yeah. And I think it was actually maybe another couple of years or a year after that. that uh, it looks like Hartman in October of 2007. Yeah. It was almost an, uh, over another, about another year before yeah. I was like, okay, I'll just try Hartman, you know. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I might beat my 21 hours. That was my thinking. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, I, I, at first – you know, since I did a 21, 26, I was like, okay, maybe I can do a 20, if not a sub 20. Yeah. That was, that was my goal. So. And not realizing that roads and, and gravel roads. They, are, oh, <laughs> totally no, different. they're not equal. I realized that. Now. And yeah, it did. Heartland is not an easy course, you know, it, but uh, I, still, I, I still did a sub 24. Yeah. Yeah. You did 23, 38. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, I still haven't been out to Heartland. I've got to. I've got to. Oh, you I've have to. to. You have yeah. to do it. I mean, it's just, Heartland has become one of my uh, main races over the years, and uh, the people that has ran, you know, Heartland, they're great people up there. The aid stations are awesome, but that's just one of those races that I just go back year after year. I have finished eight eight Heartland hundred one hundreds. Really, and I'm going for my ninth finish. Come this on. coming October. Yeah. I didn't realize I, it, and, and I noticed. Like I scrolled through and I noticed it there a few times. But I had that's that's pretty awesome. That's yeah. That's kind of cool. Do they have something for ten ten? Yeah, ten, supposedly okay. you know they have a jacket. You know, okay. I mean, you know, it's, I, I just wanted that jacket. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we would, that's yeah. right. We run 100 miles for buckles, so you know, if yeah, you can run 10 of them and get a jacket too. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? No, so. I've heard I've heard so much about you know the the race and the, the the people you know that it's so good, and I just hadn't hadn't been able to fit it in my in my schedule. Oh, I but, think I think it's one of those races. I think you will do well on it. So well, I, yeah, we you know I've seen you know uh, over the years I, I've. You know, great friendship has evolved from these races. And, you know, I've known a lot of people now. And some of these guys, you know, like you yourself, I mean, I know you're a super ultra runner. You will probably do well. Uh, it'd be yeah. fun. It'd be, it's yeah. fun. It looks, I mean, it's just what rolling, exposed rolling it hills. It is exposed a, rolling hills. You don't know what the weather's going to like. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen. I've, I've been out there in, you know, downpours and lightning and uh, tornadoes. I mean, everything. <laughs> and wind. I mean, it's always windy out there because yeah, yeah. it's open prairie and it's it's just awesome. It's kind of, it, 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 well, the first time I went to uh, Prairie Spirit, well, I went to the, the fall version of out there and mm-hmm. like, you know, what's in Kansas, you know? And, and I'm like, yeah. well, it was actually, it's pretty, you know, it's nice. And, yeah. you know, uh, my tube kept freezing on my black my back because it got so cold. I was like, it well, was the, cold the, and windy. Yeah, the thing, the difference between Prairie Spears, Prairie Spears has some, you know, wind blocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heartland has it's none. Really, really? There okay. is like no wind blocks. So bring I mean, your chapstick, huh? It, bring, bring your chapstick, <laughs> bring it. If you, you know, get sunburned, you better yeah. be covered up. <laughs> nice. Oh man! So you so you went and did it, and you did you did you did. I mean, you did great 
on that one too. And and it's, I noticed you're starting to pepper in some some 50ks. Yeah, and just kind of dialed it back a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. I started you know throwing a few short shorter races, you know. Yeah, and <clears throat> just to mix it up a little bit. So. Yeah. So one of the things I noticed, uh, and I've I've heard of other people doing, and and then you, okay, then I guess we'll just go down the, the line here. The next hundred was in 2008. You did Lean Horse in uh, South Dakota. Yes. How was that? Tell me about that. Oh, race. that was uh, that was another thing. Um, it it kind of happened by accident in a way. I was uh, originally signed up to do uh, Leadville. Okay. So I had, I was you know doing training for Leadville and I you know of course back in the day it was it's not like it was it is today. you can actually get in you can actually yeah get in <laughs> and, sign and, up. and there was only a few you know maybe like a couple hundred at the time yeah and it was you know of course it's well run uh, but it's not like what it was you know back then yeah so and some circumstances happened and I didn't make, you know, I didn't get a chance to run Leadville. Okay. So I just had to switch over to um, Lean Horse. It wasn't on my list, but it, I'm like, okay, I'll just try Lean Horse, you know. I've, you know, I heard good things about yeah. it. So, but, you know, going up there, it was uh, kind of reminded me of uh, Heartland in a way. But at the same time, it was, you know, it was on a kind of those uh, rails to trails okay. or, or really more like prairie spirit. Okay. So it's like, you know, at some point, uh, first 10 miles was uh, out of town, kind of rolling hills. And then you get on the, the rails to trails is this gravel yeah. all the way to the 50 mile turnaround and back. So, okay. but it was awesome. I mean, <clears throat> I got to, at the time, at the turnaround, you could see the, um, Crazy Horse Memorial. Oh, wow. It was so cool. You know, they were still just building. Uh, of course, I mean, they're still in the process right now. Yeah. So, but it was neat to see that. Yeah. Uh, so, but I had a great time. Well, yeah. and, and so yeah, I noticed you kind of, you, so you did 2006, you did one in 2007, but then you went kind of crazy 2008 because I see Lean Horse in August, Arkansas Traveler in October. And Mother Road in November. So you, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I went into the deep end. I'm like, holy cow. I, I kind of did challenge myself. I was like, okay, you know, I do 100 like once a year for, and then I thought, okay, let's push it a little bit again. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's see how many we can do in, you know, in, in one year, I think. So, so I did. So I, I think three or four. Or something like that. And what was your um, how many how many how many times have you done a uh, traveler? Uh, I, I believe I finished three times. Okay. I think uh, I had to drop a couple of times. It okay. Could have, I could have five finished by now, but okay. I, I did it three times. How, how do you, what do you what are your thoughts on Arkansas Traveler? You like? Oh, it? I love Arkansas Traveler too. It is one of those. It is a tough course. Yeah. Um, again, but it's just. Uh, the uh, race directors are really awesome <clears throat> and it's well run but I, I love it I love that you know it's, it is a challenging course mm -hmm. but it's a great great race so they, I, I love that uh, I've done it I've done it twice and um, I don't know the, the aid stations are good they're fun you know right. you can tell everybody's having a blast out there and it's it's uh, um, Arkansas has got a great ultra running community you know, yes all the, all the people do. out there i've, I've enjoyed i enjoy getting to, to run in that area yeah. uh, always uh, always a lot of good people and a lot of fun but uh 
so you, you're doing these things and you're living, you know, here in the, in the Tulsa area. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me, I mean, we've, we've got a great running community here, you know, now, um, you know, we've got our Cathy's and, you know, right. we've got a lot of people who are just, just do a lot of races and putting a lot of races on. What was it like? I mean, this wasn't that long ago, but were there a lot of people running those with you and stuff from here? Uh, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot. There was like a few, like, you know, you got the, the uh, Randy's, you know, uh, listen to that broadcast yeah, earlier. Yeah. Uh, you got Randy. A, um, yeah. He's uh, a, such a good dude. Yeah, and then, you know, eventually Kathy got involved. There were a few others starting to get involved. There wasn't a whole lot at the time. When I first started, you know, very few. I mean, other than there were, we know that there's like, you know, uh, Harry and, you know, some guys from Oklahoma City, they did, there were some involved. But out of the Tulsa area, it didn't seem like there was that many, you know, 100 milers at the time. Yeah. So, and then again, uh, taters, you know, they they eventually got involved Mm -hmm. with the longer distance. So I got involved with them. So we got to know each other very well. Yeah. It's it's crazy how much I mean I started I, I did my first marathon in 2010 and then your first ultra in in 13 and even in just you know that little bit of time the sport's grown so much right and you know what's funny is though you still have people that are like you did what you're people run 100 miles and like for us it's so yeah. like it's it's I forget that we're freaks <laughs> i know i know you know you, you know you, you you tell people i was like yeah well i only have like a 20 mile run training run this week and and they were like what you know i can barely go three miles i mean no you know that's the thing is like you know we have a great group of uh, people here you know i mean we all support each other yeah whether you know it's like we don't we don't really really race against each other we, we always uh you know, like uh, I help with any wherever I can. You know, if yeah. I have to, if, you know, I've crewed for some people and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're always one big community, one big family in the ultra world. So I I, I, I love that, and and you know, um, one one of the guys I had on the podcast recently, his name is Brad Taylor, and I met him at Love It, mm-hmm. the Love It One Hundred, and he um, he was kind of the guy I was looking at like one of my competition, you know, and we ended up running right. together, and like we're friends now, and like if if we if like if we race together, if we do the same, like we're going to be like competing, but still like if he beats me, I'll be like, yeah, get it. You know, it's like, exactly. It's, it's That's, that is a good you know? thing. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a healthy, I don't know. People, people need to see that. People need to experience that. I, I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, I'll be upset if I don't give my best, but if I give my best and I get beat, then, oh, well, I need to work exactly. harder next time or, or whatever. You know, right. if I beat him, I'll be like, dude, you know, you, you, you know, I'll encourage him. You know, it's, it's yes, <laughs> yes. I think that's, that's the beauty about ultra running is like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, again, your fitness ability or whatever, but you know, if you're really a competitor, you know, you, you, you kind of you push yourself for sure yeah. but at the same time you know if, if you do you know come out a little short well okay you know, yeah. so what you yeah. know support the other guy exactly because he did his best so. and, and when you know when or when you race it against somebody you know and you and they dnf like i mean like I, i'm I hate it, you know. Like I, you know, even though it means I'll I might bump up or you know whatever. Right. You know, like, no, I don't. I don't want, you know, I don't want 
don't don't want to do better because somebody failed. You know, like I mean, right? You know, so, exactly. I don't know. It's, it's a it's a it's a weird thing, and somebody's like, oh, they dropped or whatever. It's like, oh man, you know that that, that stinks. You know, yes, like, <laughs> yes, it does. I've actually, I mean, I've had my share of DNFs. So. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 when was your uh, uh, we'll talk DNS uh, because uh-huh. we've, we've had them um, what, what was your first uh, 100 that you DNF'd uh, let me see it's been a while I think it might have been um, I tried a 100 miler in Grand Canyon maybe Somewhere in that oh, area. You had one before that, Angel Fire. Angel Fire, exactly. Yeah. Maybe that was, I'm pretty sure that was my first DNF. Yeah, uh, In New Mexico, yes. It was, you know, of high altitude. Yeah. I think I reached like 50s. I know I got past 50 miles. And is you know, I got through the night. I just, my I had stomach issues. And, you know, being, again, um, I got so used to this elevation and then all of a sudden going to a high elevation, it just kind of bothered me. My stomach just went haywire. Yeah. So I just dropped. And, uh, well, we, that, that, you know, um, seven, that's seven years after, you know, into your, your hundred mile career. And, and I want to visit a few more things you did here, but you did some pretty, you did a lot of, so you, you went a while before your I first did. DNF. Like exactly. you had a streak going on there before you did. I know. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I never thought I would ever DNF. Yeah. And uh, until that first one happened, I'm like, wow. You know, it's just, it was another different feeling. So. How, did it mess with you a little bit? And it, you know, uh, in a kind of way it did, a little bit. And and then eventually I learned. He was like, you know, I can't finish every hundred sometimes, and yeah. and and you just have to live with it, and you just have to go on to the next one. It's I think I think that's part of what I don't know. That's part of what draws me, and I guess uh, all of us is that there. Anytime you go out to do it, there is a there's a possibility. Some you know you're going to fail, and that's part that's of the, true. the the draw. If it was easy, or if it was a guarantee, then it kind of loses its you know. I don't know. We do it for the challenge. Exactly. I mean, you know, there are so many variables in 100 miles. You know, anything can happen. Whether, you know, the weather could be against you or, you know, your body may not work well. You know, something's not functioning well. Or, you know, sometimes even like, you know, you just get blisters or something where you just, you know, can't. So it's just one of those things that could happen anytime, anywhere. So. Yeah. But, you know, I never really focus on, you know, I'm going to DNF this one, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah. It, it just happens. Yeah. So. And and I, I, the way I have to look at it for me is like I, I have to I learn from it, you know. Yes. Try to try exactly. to take a lesson. Um, my first my first was uh, it was on, on a course that I had finished before and I, I tore a calf muscle uh-huh. and uh, tried to keep going. But, you know, I was like, well, I can't. I will damage myself permanently, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get a little older every year. Yeah. You know, things like that, they they come up and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, maybe I shouldn't push myself, you know, as much as I would have in my younger years, you know. Um, So you learn from that and, you know, you like I said, you go to the next one, you know, prepare, prepare for that one and go do it again. You got to weigh your... Wait, wait, what the cost you're willing to pay? You know? Exactly. Is it just going to be soreness, or am I going to maim myself for the rest of my life and not be able to run? You know? Exactly. That's yes. yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. Uh, so you went through, and uh, so I see you did. You did a uh, traveler. You did Mother Road again. 
Um, and and Mother Road, I've I've heard people talk about it. It's not a it's not a thing anymore. And, uh, no, this was again um, how that Mother Road came about was first the. Uh, there were going to be uh, there are three segments that uh, basically is a race across Oklahoma on Route 60, old Route 66. So the first segment was between Tulsa and I mean uh, Oklahoma City and Tulsa. So we did that. And then two years later, uh, we did the western section, which was from El Reno, uh, no Elk City to El Reno, okay, the side of Oklahoma. So City. every year it changed. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then I didn't the, realize that. Then the third section, two years later after that, was from uh, Baxter City, Baxter, Kansas. I think that's where it's, it's a little town oh, okay. in, in Kansas, and all the way to in the finish in Catoosa. Uh-huh. East side of so basically it's like kind of like the the stretch across Oklahoma. Okay, and it was really a one time thing. Okay, so it wasn't meant to be repeated. Okay, so, so just that, say hey let's let's do this in a, a few years let's cross Oklahoma exactly okay, yeah that's cool. It's the brainchild of two guys from Oklahoma City. How, how so. many people did it? I think the the first segment was like 120 something like that, and then they limited actually because okay. of the you know just the way the the, the course was. Did it's on the road and it's yeah. very there's not hardly any any shoulder to run on, so they limited it to 150 at most. But you know we had like 120, 125. Well, uh, did you get a buckle? Yes, we did. Actually, yes, yes, that was the whole reason. Get buckles. Yes. I, I don't remember. You have to send me a picture of that. I have to look. Oh up. yeah, yeah. It's. it's uh, I'll have to do that. Yeah, I want. I want to see it's what it looks cool. like. But that's. I mean, and and you've got. Did you you finished all three years? I finished all three. Okay. And you know, at the end, they they compiled. They did a cumulative scoring, and to my surprise, I finished third overall go ahead yeah that's awesome third overall and we got these the, this is a cool almost like an, an oscar looking trophy nice, <laughs> nice. it was really cool it was glass and had my name on it and all yeah. the three times on it so so yeah I, I actually did really well on the mother road so like i said i think yeah i, I placed third overall <laughs> that's cool so. man Maybe you should bring that back. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I always tell people, I was like, man, it would be nice to run that again one more time. So. Yeah. You have to put a bug in Kathy's ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need too much encouragement that's to right. start something crazy. Um, well, so uh, you did you did Mother Road in 2008, and then this is the, this is what we're going to – we're going to have to talk about it because you're doing it now again, or you're about to do it again. But I see Badwater 135, July 13th of 2009. Well, okay, how did, how did this – how did you see that, hear about it, and say, oh, that looks ridiculous. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know <laughs> – Again, uh, it's just one of those things uh, like, okay, you know, one, I've, I've did a few hundreds, so let's just, I've heard about it, I've heard Badwater, and then uh, I watched this documentary called uh, Running on the Sun, uh-huh. and I watched it, and I thought, man, that, that has got to be the craziest thing that anybody can do, is like run across Death Valley, 135 miles in 120 
five degrees. I mean, that's got to be totally nuts. It's dry heat, though. It's, it's dry heat. Well, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, 90% of the time it okay, is dry okay. heat. There are a few times that it has rain and supposedly gets muggy, but I've never experienced okay, that. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I heard about it and then I started researching and I was like, okay, this, let's, let me, I'm going to throw my name in the hat. You know, again, it, it is actually, you have to apply for it. Yeah. Uh, there's some standards uh, you have to meet. Um, and then, you know, I, I guess they do a selection. Yeah. Uh, like all the, the races nowadays, or a lot of races, they do lotteries. I don't know if it's called lottery, but it's, it's a committee that they, they use to select the entrants. And it's only 100 people in the world. A hundred people out, you know, globally that are invited to this race. It's crazy. And the first year, I mean, I was like, I, I had to look at my invitation. I mean, my acceptance twice. I'm like, is this really true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was awesome feeling. Oh, man. So how did you, I don't know, how did you train for it, for it the first time? Well, the first, I mean, it, it's... I didn't, again, I didn't know how to train for uh, that kind of conditions. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, all the races around here, basically, it's it's the same, basically the same environment. So yeah. I was prepared for any race around here. But to go to Death Valley in those kind of conditions, it was a, a, a different mindset, a different uh, training regiment. So, yeah. and, it, I, you know, I just tried to just, acclimate to heat as much as possible yeah. so so i'm trying to think it, so 2009 i should i should have done my homework a little better who who else was running it in 2009 um do you remember who won do you remember who won it then who was i, I think remember. it was a guy from brazil might have oh, won okay. it at the time i don't remember his name yeah uh, but I mean, we had some world class. You know, David Goggins was running, I think, at the time too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he came in second, I think. And then there was other really good runners. So, yeah. So again, it's a global invitation. So yeah. it's not like you know, you know, just anybody can just go up and sign it. No, it's not. You know, you have to go through this rigorous application to right. get accepted. So, man, and and you know what's crazy? What's what's kind of cool is like I have you know and I know this and I have I have I have a few friends that have, you know, you know that other other friends besides you that have gotten in and like you know done the races and and, and been able to get in and it's like wow you know like because right. it's not easy it's it's really not easy to get no in. it is not easy to get in and of course you know the race itself is not easy so. yeah yeah so so you you prepped for it what was it what was it like compared to what you expected it was going to be like? You saw the you saw the documentary, uh, but but did it was it what you expected or was it worse? I mean, it was worse. I mean, just to actually run the course, it is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just seemed like somebody just you know my gut was just tore out. I mean, it was just. I took a beating. Yeah. Seriously, took a beating. Yeah. I mean, I have never experienced any type of agony and you know almost like defeat. I finished it, but yeah, it, I, was, it, I was looking at your, your time, man. You you finished it, but boy, it, it, you it could was, tell it you were hurting. I was hurting exactly. I was hurting big time. Who who so. crewed you for that? Um, my family did actually. Okay. I had uh, my family from Arizona. 
Okay. Yeah, brothers and sisters and uh, nephews, nieces. I mean, we it was like a, a tribe showing up. <laughs> yeah. the, the Navajo guys over there. Yes, yes. It was, it was it was a great experience. I mean, I wanted to be that way anyway. I mean, yeah. Um, I had my brother crew me on, on a couple of mother road races too, so he he kind of knew, you know, what my expectations were as far as from running so yeah yeah so it, it was a great experience but it was so hard yeah it was the hardest thing i've ever done wow uh, wow and and yeah and so that's the hardest thing you've ever done and yet you're still yeah, <laughs> yeah you know i got invited a couple more times as a matter of fact of course i got invited this year yeah, you know, yeah. crazy but you know the, again over the years i have learned um actually two years ago of course before this pandemic we, uh, bad water wasn't held last year because of the pandemic right right of course the previous year i crewed um for ken budzik from texas okay and so I got back involved with Badwater. I, after, I think I got accepted in 2016, and I, I didn't make the first cutoff. They have cutoffs now. Okay, okay. So I didn't make the first cutoff, so I thought, okay, I'm done with Badwater. This is nuts. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to torture myself anymore. Yeah. So, but then, you know, it took a couple of years, you know, got it out of my mind, and then finally it creeped back in again. So I, I crewed for Kim, and uh, I, I got the bug again. So I'm like, okay, all right, let's get back to bad water. <laughs> wow, man. Wow. So um, this year I got accepted again, So, um, but my training is totally turned around. I mean, I'm doing so many things differently this time. Yeah. And it's not... You know, I'm not worried about distance. It's kind of weird to say that. I mean, 135 miles is a long ways, yeah. but I, that's not my big concern. The concern is, of course, the weather, the conditions. Yeah. At the same time, how my body will react to that. So I'm training my body to react to my nutrition is totally different this time. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm at, I'm not. I'm on. I'm gonna put some miles in to train. Yeah. But I'm. I'm training with a different mindset. Okay. So. So you like you said earlier, you're going to Phoenix. You're gonna do some. I yes. I'm gonna just start getting used to more heat. Yeah. To see, it's the it's the heat. If the body does not acclimate to heat, you know, your stomach is just gonna go nuts. Man. And uh, that's where I'm. I've prepared my stomach. For this, so what did what did you eat that first time, or what did you try to eat the first well, time? <laughs> <laughs> Just like in the ultra world, you know, you, you know, you go to these aid station and there's like all sorts of junk food. You know, you got cokes, you got you know, um, candy bars, you got sandwiches, and all sorts of stuff. You know, they're good stuff, but you know, in bad water, you have to treat it differently. You can't depend on you know uh, gels, or you can't depend yeah. on uh, just any kind of food if you don't train your body well for that kind of conditions it will you know it will you yeah. won't last yeah. and that's what happened to me in 2016 is my body just went nuts and uh it rejected everything and i it was dehydration at the same time everything i threw up so much that it just i mean i was wiped out at mile 30 wow so, 
Wow. That's one of the reasons I didn't make my cutoff. So. Yeah, yeah. So are you leaning more toward like real, real food, eating? No, uh, more the way my strategy is, is like at the first out of Death Valley, and that's the hottest part. <clears throat> and I'm going to be mostly like uh, staying with fluids and keeping hydrated and yeah. uh, not so much any kind of solids, but just more along the line of uh, protein stuff, but gotcha. more more liquidy stuff. Yeah. Until I get past, you know, like Towns Pass, which is a high, um, 5,000 feet elevation. Okay. So uh, even though it's going to be hot all the way through until you get into the mountains, but it's just the way um, the, at the beginning is very crucial. The first 50 miles is crucial. Yeah. So. So if you get past that, <laughs> it's not like you're home free, but oh, still. It's, it's not all downhill from there. It's no, not. It's, not down, it's still uphill yeah. all the way. Yeah. So, you know, once you get to that, once I get to that point, I can, you know, start eating a little bit more solid food, but yeah. not 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 the normal food. I will not eat like, um, yeah, just normal food, you know. But I depend on probably like... Uh, uh, just, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of have some secrets. <laughs> okay, no, that's good, that's, 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 so that's all good. It, yeah. It's just going to yeah. be a little bit, you know, not real solid food, but right. at the same time, just just stay away from sweets, stay yeah. away, okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I don't rely on Gatorade, any kind of uh, drinks like that. Okay. I have my own, you know, we start having my own mix that we do. Okay. So the secret mix, secret Arnold's mix. secret mix. Oh, okay, that's right. I'm gonna be watching yeah. you next time you're at that's a right. race together. What is this? That's right. <laughs> so, but uh, so what's cool about this year is um, if if hopefully um, that, that traveling is allowed, there are two two guys that I've had on the podcast from the UK who are brothers. I've had them mm-hmm. separately. Um, uh, Scott Jenkins and Reese Jenkins, they're both going to be running. Uh, they're both, they're Welsh and they're both uh-huh. going to be running. Uh, they're supposed to be in it. Hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping because they're training, they're behind, you know, they're doing heat training and all that. And then um, one of my buddies from Louisiana, um, Walker Higgins, um, he was supposed to be in it last year. And um, right. he's, I think he's going to be in it this year. I think he's deferred it and is going to be in. So, and I think, feel like I'm forgetting somebody else too. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be like glued following. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, I follow it every year. You know, like it's going to be so know, fun. To, yeah. You know, well, you know, the odd thing is, you know, again, we're on the, the California is not really open for business to out of staters, so. Uh, they're saying by June we should really know for sure yeah, if it's yeah. going to happen. So it, at this time, it's still not for ah, sure. So I know, I know. But we just have to, you know, cross our fingers and hope it happens. And, and train and get yeah, ready. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole idea of bad water is July. Yeah. You know, you, that's 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 bad water. Yeah. You know, running in December I yeah, don't know. About that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same experience. Totally different race. That's right. <laughs> same road, different race. That's right. Oh man. Oh. Well, I, I hope I hope it happens, and and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be fun fun watching it. And so you, uh, I think Kathy's going to be crewing. Yes, part yes. Of it. I've got a great crew this year. You know, Kathy's going to be my crew chief. Uh, she's she's got. I mean, I'm telling you, she's going to get me to the finish. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got Roman and, you know, it's like 
couple other people. So that's dream team, man. That's, yeah, that's good. yeah. That's good people right there. Exactly. I'd, 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 I'd want them on my crew. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh so. man, that's gonna be so fun to watch. Well, so. And, and so we skipped, like, I just, we skipped, uh, like, going from bad water to bad water. I just have to tell everybody on here, like, I was scrolling your, your, how, how many hundreds have you done? Well, actually, you know, <laughs> how many, I'm just, you know, there was here about two years, maybe three years ago. I kind of got, um, I got injured, actually. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, you know, again, my one year, I think I had more DNFs than finishes, mm. so it kind of it it really messed with me, you know, in the mindset. So I kind of I think I even took a whole year off. Yeah. So I was doing well, and then all of a sudden it just went downhill. So I I kind of just laid back and kind of tried not to do anymore. So I reached twenty nine finishes, nice. I think, and then I just. I haven't got that 30. I want <laughs> yeah. that 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, again, over the years, my goal wasn't to like, okay, I, would, I just want to finish, you know, 100 or anything like that. It, it, it never entered my mind that, you know, to reach that kind of a goal. Yeah. But, you know, over again, my body over this past year, I have uh, really kind of, switched out my nutrition and things like that so everything is kind of healed up now yeah so i'm, I'm running a lot smoother running more intelligently <laughs> yeah yeah so i think you know pretty soon i'd like to if hopefully here this year um get my 30 and then hopefully add some more Nice. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And, I, and as I'm scrolling through, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing races that I've gotten to run. You know, you, you, even your cross, cross Timbers 50 mile, that, I had fun at that one. That's oh, a great that's course. a great course. Flat Rock, I finally got to run that course this year. That was yeah. fun. I had, a, I had a blast on that one. Oh, that's a great one. Um, Oh, man, you got, I don't even know which ones to talk about. You got so many on here. You, you, well, it, you know, um, I'll just have to throw this one in there, too. I mean, there was like one year, again, you know, kind of building up hundreds. Now, uh, there was one year I thought, okay, let me try a weekend, back-to-back weekends of 100 miles, see if I can finish two of them. So I did two uh, back-to-backs. And I was like, well, you know, that's not so bad. <laughs> so I think the next year, maybe I went for three, I think. And then eventually I went to four. But I tried for five in a row, weekend, weekend, and weekend. And then on my fifth one that of that year, I got to 50 miles. And I was just like, oh, my leg's done. You, yeah. So, so I got, I did four in a row. That was the most I've done. Back four to in a row back to so so I think I know which which ones which ones were they because I remember Kathy telling me just do them all because I was like well, exactly yeah. she she kind of actually you know kind of you know fuel the fire yeah. <laughs> yeah. so the first one I did was the urban which is here okay. also the yeah. urban ultra uh, that Kathy puts on on pavement on pavement sidewalks so oh that oh, sidewalk that hurts, hurts so bad my hips and knees yeah. after that exactly <laughs> so I hobbled through that one then the next weekend was uh, Arkansas Traveler okay 
So I was like, okay, you know, got them back on dirt, uh, gravel road. So yeah, that yeah. that was more forgiving. Kind of forgiving yeah. 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 So that worked out well. So then the next weekend, uh, I did Heartland. So I'm like, hey, this is not so bad. You know, let's keep going. You know, just take it easy, but keep moving. So I felt a lot better at Heartland finally. Yeah. And then uh, after that, I did Pumpkin Holler. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I finished Pumpkin Holler. And then I went down to Texas. There was another race that I always kind of enjoyed, but it's it's also really a tough race. It was called uh, Cactus Rose. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's it's got some really short, steep climbs. Yeah. Um, but not humongous, but still a lot of rocks. Yeah. So it's pretty technical. Uh, people that have ran that course probably know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. and I got the 50 miles and I actually, I could have kept going, but I'm like, okay, you know, it's just one of those, you have to make a decision. It's yeah. like, okay, do I just beat up my legs and hobble through it and hurt myself somewhere through the night or yeah. just call it done? Just, yeah. Just to yeah. say I did or yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, you, it's kind of like you're like, why, why am I doing this? And, exactly. You know, and if you, yeah. Yeah. If, if the damage is going to be more than your why, <laughs> you just got exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, on you know, along that line, here again, um, this October, I'm going to try to do that again. Nice. Try to do the five in a row. You go, are you going to try to do all five? Yeah, all five. Nice. And, and maybe not Cactus Rose. There's another one, I think, here in Oklahoma now. It's called uh, Thunderbird, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's the same weekend. I don't, what I'm doing have, is, is he doing a hundred on that one though? I don't know if he has a hundred on it. I, I think know. he has a hundred K. Is it a hundred K? Yeah, I think it's a hundred K. That's one of Jeremy's races. Yeah. I could, I'm pretty sure it's a hundred K though. So oh, okay. To, Cause I know last year they did a hundred mile, I think. I don't think so. Did they not? I, I ran the, I ran the 50 K on that one. And I think it was just the only other one was a hundred K. We'll, okay. we'll have to check I'll have to, yeah, we'll have to research yeah, that. Yeah. Too. We don't, we don't so, want you to mess it, you know, I know. mess up your street because it's hundred <laughs> K. Right. Maybe he'll let yeah. you run a hundred miles. <laughs> yep. So, you know, that was kind of, again, the, the brainchild of uh, Kathy and I kind of came up with that. And it's like, <laughs> she did it. She did actually, she did four in a row with me. Okay. That, yeah. that year. So we, we tagged each other and I was like, okay, let's keep moving. So yeah, we did four in a row. She had asked me about urban and I was like, no, I got traveler coming or something. She's like, just do it both or whatever. I was like, I can't, I'm not, you know, uh, anyway, but now I'm like, Hmm, you know, yeah. Hmm. But doing, doing multiples like that, it, you know, you just have to take it more easy, much more slower yeah. than what you would really, you know, I, I don't think I even did a slept 24 on any of them. They were all like 26, yeah. 27 hours. Yeah, you, like you got to be so, in for the long haul. Yeah, you, you have to. And just sprint, just exactly. Hard and die for the you know, Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to finish in 18 hours and then go to the next one, you know. Yeah. Because that's. Well, it, it, I think this is kind of funny because you went from running 100 a year and then you're like, I'm going to do like three or four 100s in a year. And then you'd be like, I'm going to do four in a week. And then. <laughs> I'm gonna try five in a week. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah, you know, isn't it, it, it crazy how we, you know, we just kind of keep pushing and just. It, yeah, it, you know, it's one do. of those things. Like, okay, you know, what's what's the next challenge? You know, it's like, what can I come up with? It's just one of those, uh, you know, always 
not always, but you know, in an ultra world, you always want to think like, okay, what's what's different? Yeah. What, what can we do different? You know. And yeah, what's what's too far or too hard? You know. Right. Like you know, people people ask, like, why do you want, why are you pushing to do you know more? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I just like after I finished what I did last time, I I, I felt like. I felt like there was more. I felt like there was, I could do more. I felt right. Like I could, yes. You know, yes. there's something still there. So let's, let's see where it is, you know? Right. So, so Arnold, you, you've done, you've done all these hundreds. You, you've got a lot of, I mean, you got a lot of experience. You're an, ex, you know, an experienced guy at running hundred milers. And I love that. And I love just seeing, mm-hmm. I love, I love what you represent in the community and, you know, just seeing you, uh, when I ran, uh, Kathy's, uh, the urban, during the pandemic and you're out there right. taking pictures you're always out you know you even when you're not running you, you go out there and take pictures just to be out there and i just that's an encouragement i, I love that um but all that and then you're about to do bad water again um you're you're doing these the four in a row well you know they got these things now called the 200s right yeah that's another thing on my list okay <laughs> I know, I know you've done the Tahoe 200, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that would be the next thing. Okay, you know, um, maybe not not this year, but maybe yeah. starting into the next year, uh, I want to do a 200 somewhere. I, you know, I think you, you, I, I say that, and I say that not not to. I just say I think I think you'd I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd love that. You right. know just who you are and yeah I think you'd eat it up <laughs> yeah I mean again you know since my body's kind of basically healed up from my injuries and uh, uh, so I, I I know I can do 100 I mean 200 yeah so it's it's on my list and uh which one? I don't know yet. Because so. they're popping up everywhere. Yeah, man. you know, there's even some actually, that I think, uh, past 200 miles. Well, look at uh, Moab. It's actually 240. Yeah. So even though they call it 200, it's yeah. 240. Just round it up, yeah. round it down. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I, I'll tell you this, uh, because I'm running all, or running all three of them this year. If you want to come and check one of them out and want to come pace a crazy Cajun, I'm wow, inviting you. you if you want to, you know, if it fits, awesome. if it fits in with I your will. schedule, you know, yeah. man, you can you you come and share some miles. If you if you got one you want to check out, like I don't know, it might be your jam to do uh, to do Moab. If you want to try to keep me alive, because I, I oh I love so, desert running. Uh, there, boy, there yeah. you go. I, I didn't do so well last year. So yeah, <laughs> I know you'll you'll finish it this year. Oh, I got yeah. I, 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 I've. I've learned some lessons, so I'm yep. gonna, uh, but anyway, just just to let you know, man, uh, if, you, if if you decide you want to come check it out, man, come check it out. I sure will. It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think it'd be we'd, we'd have have fun sharing some miles together. We I don't think we've ever got to run together. No, never have. Huh? No, it'd be oh. fun. So, okay. I might, so anyway, that's that's an open invitation. Yeah. You you, you just let me know. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to come, die with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh man! So I, I but one of the, th- the another thing I love about our sport is, um, you know, I started running later, and you know I was a little bit older when I started when I discovered. Um, I wish I would have discovered running and then ultra running as a young man. You know, I, I, right. I just think um, I don't know. I think I could have uh, done so much more and prepared my body, and I don't know, maybe I'd have crippled myself. I don't know, mm. but but I mean. Uh, you're 58 and you're still 
you know, pushing limits. And and what you said earlier, you're like you're you're learning. Uh, isn't that, you isn't know, that crazy? It's the craziest thing. I mean, here again, here again. I mean, after all these years, this year actually. It was a really another learning process. It's almost like, okay, let's go back to square one. You know, let's let's see what we can do different. You know, let's take a different avenue and approach it differently. So it is still a learning process. You know, after I have all these hundreds and, you know, I'm, I'm doing something different again this year. So it takes a level of, of um, because we could say, well, I've got, I've got this hundred thing figured out. You know, like I've got, I got my formula and this is what I stick mm-hmm. to, but it takes some humility to say, well, maybe I need to try to tweak some things even after you've done 29, you know, exactly. hundreds, you know? Yes. I, I, I think it's cool. It says a lot about the character of, of the runner, you know, right. that I'm willing to realize maybe I can, I can, you know, I, I can do some things different and learn, you know? Right. Uh, yep. I learned things from some people who just like, just started running you know running hundreds and ultras and they'll tell me they're doing this or doing that and i'm like really okay you know yeah you just, yeah that's you know you always always learn learn from somebody else too yeah i still do that i you know i watch people and as a matter of fact i you know i go to these races and you know i'm taking pictures and i'm like okay what is he different what is he doing different or you know what is she doing different and it's, it's a learning process it's yeah. always a learning process, so it's it's a journey, man. I, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, and and I just I love our community here. I love that um, people like you, people like Kathy Braden, and so many others. We got we got right. so many. I hate to I almost hate the name, but uh, oh, it'd be but, a long list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the support, and it's 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 really cool. And I love that we're all still everybody's still just pushing and cheering each other on and having a good time doing it you know right yeah that that's i love this community that's one of the things i love it this area is like you know we our uh the taters group and everybody that's involved with that it's just really good and you know supporting the ultra community yeah and when i mean i hadn't been here that long and i you know yeah it kind of came plugged you know Plug right in and just right. feel right at home, you know. Yep. <laughs> Find my people, so another group of my people. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. man. So uh, I, I've been forgetting to ask this question when I interview people, uh, and and because and I've had people that message me and say I always like to to hear what people are are using, like equipment wise and everything else. So so we're gonna go down the list, and I want to hear mm-hmm. like we're gonna start off with shoes. What what mm-hmm. when you're running? What, what trail shoe and what road shoe are you wearing? What what works for you right now? Of course, the way, you know, my, my I'm basically flat-footed, so okay. I can't just run in any kind of shoe. So I try to, at one, one point, I did um, just barefoot running. So really? I actually, yeah, I, I ran barefoot, you know, on pavement, on, you know, grass, whatever. I was going to make a Navajo joke, but you know what I'm saying? So I, I did that for a while, you know, just to get the feel of it. Mm-hmm. So eventually I went to just the minimalists, um, like the New Balance and things like that, because yeah. they, they make some great shoes. So I kind of rely on New Balance, okay. uh, whether it's a trail shoe or a road shoe, and try to do the zero drop. So Okay. So I oh. try to stick with that. That's No, and, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have just a basic go-to type shoes. I try different, you know, like different variety and just different kinds. Yeah, whatever. But works. at the same time, I don't, you know, with the one, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, um, 
say anything bad about any shoe, but I mean, all shoes are great to, for certain people. But uh, I've tried uh, Hoka's. Hoka's just for some reason does not agree with me. I don't yeah. know what it is. I've yeah. tried it, but mm. it just, you know, really hurts my ankle. Hmm. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, well, and, and that's, so that's the thing. I everybody's, come back to that. Huh? That's why I like when people... I like to hear what people use, but you have to use what works for you. Yeah, exactly. And you know? I stick with a lot of times in New Balance or, you know, just yeah. the minimalist shoe, you know, zero drop if I can. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Help keep keep a natural running form. Yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah. what I do. And I don't run fast anymore. <laughs> but you run. Yeah. You I mean, yeah. I, I still run, but, you know, I, I, you know, steady clip. But that's that works for me. Yeah. So. Good, good. Um, what are you wearing uh, as far as a, a pack or a vest? What, what, or do you do handhelds more? I uh, I switch back and forth. That did, it all depends on you know. Okay, what is how far is the aid stations and things yeah. like that? And most of the time, um, I will do just a a a waist with one bottle. Okay, and that's about it. And but at times I do a handheld. Okay, I don't do two handhelds. I always just do one. For some strange reason, I mean, I just can't do two handhelds. You don't just, like to balance me? I guess I, I can't balance. Maybe, maybe already off balance, so yeah. I counted with the other yourself one. out? That's <laughs> I don't know. But it is just the way, you know, my hand feels. And yeah. So, so you never wear like a, like a vest? Or I do have a vest, okay. but, you know, I, again, I, I try to stay with the one that is very lightweight around the waist. Gotcha. And I, I stay with that. Very few times do I wear the vest. Okay. It, yeah, I know. In like some races, you 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 have required stuff to carry right. or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. But okay, so. cool. Do you? Uh, what do you do for your GPS watch? Uh, I wear a Garmin. Uh, this is uh, I don't remember what the model is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, I just wear a Garmin. Okay. I've always wear a Garmin for some reason. Yeah. I guess from day one, I had one of those humongous things that. Yeah, one of those bricks on your, yeah, on your wrist bricks, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Gar- Garmin does. Uh, and what I like is uh, so many so many more Garmin and others are the battery lives are get, they're getting better. Right. And yeah. So, um, yeah, that's because that's But in a, in a 100 mile race, I mean, at some point, even though they say, well, this is good for 20 hours or yeah. one, I mean, they still, you know, still have to charge them sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, what's the other thing? Um, uh, what are you doing? Do you wear toe socks or you just wear regular socks? Um, most of the time I wear toe socks. Yeah, same. And uh, for the longest time, you know, people thought it was kind of weird, too. Um, I always wear two pairs of socks. Like, you know, uh, I don't know why. Over the years, like, you know, when I played basketball, when I ran, I always wear two. Yeah. You know, two pairs of socks. So do you wear, like, your toe socks and then put some regular yeah. socks and over just it? regular socks over it. Yeah. yeah. I, so. other, I've talked to other people. I've never done that, but I've talked to a couple other people that have done it. Uh, yeah. It's not a lot, though, but... No, I, I said, it, you know, just another thin layer on the outside, and that seems to, to help. I don't know what it is. So, yeah. I mean, it's just comfort to if me. It, if it works, man. <laughs> if it works, man. Yeah. Your feet are happy and you, and you do it. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Exactly. Um, do you have any kind of... Um, I know you're you're changing a lot of your uh, what like your food and your nutrition and stuff. What do you do for your electrolytes? Do you? 
I again, I have a, just a special okay. brew that I make, which, which, which yeah, it helps me. You know, okay. it's basically a mix of uh, apple cider vinegar and some other concoctions. So, okay, but, but most so of you time, can drink apple cider vinegar mix with during a. During a hundred miler, you can stomach you can stomach that. I have learned to stomach oh. that. Oh, I have, at the beginning it just like oh this is the <laughs> ah yeah yeah. <laughs> but you know I have learned to okay. stomach it, and it does settle my stomach very well. Because I used yes. to drink I used to drink a little bit of it every day, and it was always kind of like choke it down, you know. For exactly. Health reasons, but I, but uh, I never got to where I was like oh this is good. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I don't drink it straight, but okay, you know okay. it's, it's just, in there. It's, it's in, in there. there. It's in there. Um, okay. The majority of it's in there. So that, and I also do like uh, the, um, the noon tablets. Mm-hmm. You know, I just yeah. drop one or two in my in my water bottle, and that helps. And then I also do like S caps. Okay, yeah, so. I, I do the pills, and, and noon is uh, real stomach friendly. I yes, like it is. It. But yeah. you can't put them in a bladder because you put no, Yeah, I know. That's that's another reason. I usually just put it in my handheld. Yeah, and just that's that's all I because. Yeah, you yeah. he's sloshing around behind you. I did that one time for a race. I was like, what was I thinking? I'm driving myself nuts. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you use or anything like equipment that you that that that's this is you always do or use or you just kind of meh? Well, the you know, the other thing is like, you know, I always wear long sleeve. Okay. Very rarely. I mean, I don't remember when it, did I ever just leave my arm exposed or just short sleeve? Even with short sleeve, I might wear uh, one of those compression arm sleeves. Huh. So I'm always covered up. And I don't know. It's just one of my thing that, you know, yeah. I just like to be covered up. And that seems to work for me. So. Yeah. Well, everybody's get, like, why are you wearing long sleeve? It's like, I don't know. It just, it's comfortable to me. Yeah, but <laughs> if it works, and it works for you, you yeah. know? So, exactly. yeah. No, okay, that's it. I know, I mean, like for bad water and stuff, you cover yourself up. Too. Oh, definitely. So, I, I mean, will for, be covered head to toe. Yeah, yeah. Wearing a flappy hat. Flappy hat, yeah. Dude, I got this hat for um for Moab. It, it, it's it got reflectors on top, kind of. It's like a, a big, uh, it's got a big old rim, like around it. It's like a like a jungle hat, but it, it has reflectors built into it. I saw a guy wearing it, and I was, so I bought it for Moab. This, I'm going to wear it this year. <laughs> so if you come, you get to see. I, I'll send you a picture of it. You, it's, it's hilarious, but it's not like a sombrero, but it's like a jungle hat with it reflects. So wow. it keeps the heat off of you. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's got to, I don't know. Yeah. I'll let you know if it works. I might yeah, look stupid it. for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, uh, that's, that's basically it. Uh, I don't do anything special. I don't do, you know, just, yeah. you know, go out there and have a good time. Well, that's hey, that's that's yeah. what we do, you know. Get out yeah. there and, and 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 race. Well, man, I uh, I appreciate you coming out and visiting, and it's been good for me because I've been wanting to just to get to know you better, man. And yeah, uh, I mean, we're so busy, we just haven't had time to even you know chat even at races. Yeah, you know? yeah, we're running. Like, and, we're always running. Yeah, that's <laughs> like yeah. So no, but it, it's good, and uh, I, I want to encourage everybody. Um, hope hopefully, bad water happens, and you can you can bet we'll be following you along, yeah. and cheering you. I mean, so you know, you hit a low point, think. 
David's cheering for me. David's watching. You know, David's, ex- you know, yeah. so whatever. I might, I might write, write you a note and give it to Kathy to, or something. I don't know. We'll figure, you do, you, know, you got to dig deep sometimes and some of those things help. Yes. We'll, 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 yes. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, uh, but man, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to just seeing what you do in the future, man. And, uh, you know, being a partner. And I hope we do get to share some miles at some point, if not. Yes, for, I hope so too. Yeah. Yes. Or if ever you need somebody pace you for something or whatever you let me know i'll be glad to if, if i can fit in the schedule i'll be glad to to jump in and share That's some right with you, yeah man. yeah that always helps you know you you know i i do a lot of my training my running basically you know for the longest time i was doing it alone yeah. and you know i've learned that it's like oh you know running with somebody else is not so bad you know you get to not so much that you're <clears throat> really racing with them it's just the company yeah you know it, it helps your mind you know go in a different direction yeah whereas if when you're running by yourself you know you're always i do you know everybody always asks me like what are you thinking when you're out there running so many things just just goes comes and goes yeah but you know when you're running with somebody i usually kind of tune into what they're thinking or what they're saying so it helps me to relieve what i've got built in Mm -hmm. as far as you know my thinking yeah so so that helps. I enjoy like what like in the race. I've got and you you, you yeah. get to know people that you you know while yeah. you're racing with them, and then uh, and I've, I've you know started seeing the value too more in a, like a, having a pacer later in a race because I ha- I really oh, didn't yeah. do it a that whole really lot. helps. And uh, you know for my for love it I had a pacer and and I've had them before, but it's kind of like I always I don't know just go out there and do it, but. It, it helps, you know? It definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, your mind is wondering just off the charts, start doing something crazy, you yeah. know, late in the game like that. And, you know, having somebody with you always helps. It help help you dig out of a mental hole. Too, oh, definitely. Focusing on the hurt. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, so so last last couple questions is uh out of all the races you've done i'm I'm gonna ask you which one which one was your your favorite i'll say not favorite race but favorite experience i would again i would have to go back to my first mother road that was my best experience Uh, you know as a matter of fact all my mother roads were my best experience only because um i had family every one of my had family as my crew so yeah that was really my best experience yeah i mean just to have them there and and with me all the way through that's cool so that's awesome yeah if you could now the second question if you could pick any race um you know of 100 miles or more and and you were guaranteed to do it and you could like i don't know sign up for it next year which one would it be uh that would have to be probably leadville I would really. So you you ha- you you haven't done Leadville. I yet. have not run okay. Leadville. I mean, I've crewed there before. Yeah. I have done training runs before. I ran the whole course before. <laughs> you just haven't I, run I just the race. Haven't <laughs> ran the race, you yeah. know. Oh. So I would love to just go back and and run it. But you know, again, my chances are I'm not going to just say never, never, you know. But it. You know, it's getting harder. It is getting difficult to to get into the race. So. I'm doing uh, Silver Rush as a part of my training for um, the 200s uh, this year, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping I can get uh, a, a 
token, you know, they, if you stay afterwards, they do a drawing if you do any of their races yes, and you, you're guaranteed an entry. So, wow. so maybe for your training, you can jump into the, do the, and it's all of them, even the, the marathon, the, the 50 mile and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that'll, that'll help. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So we'll see. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I hope to get in, but yeah. <laughs> Well, Arnold, man, thank you for uh, for coming, and uh, I, I don't get to interview people in person uh, as often as I, you know, as often as I want to. So it's good to to sit down at the same table and uh, and visit, brother. Well, thank you. I mean, thank you for inviting me, and I really appreciate you know your time. And, and this this is great. Uh, I love this podcast. So thanks again for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome, brother. See you on the trail, man. <laughs> See you. Happy trails. Mm-hmm.